0: This is your host Kirsten Franklin. Today's guest is the founder and executive director of Guatemalan Humanitarian Tours, based out of Utah. This is a nonprofit organization where she, the founder, uh, actually takes these eleven-day tours uh, to Guatemala, uh, where people can explore the culture, uh, give back, you know, engage in service work, see how others live, while also, you know, having a lot of fun, right? Learning. Uh, She was recently honored as Utah's Business Women of the Year as a 2020 honoree, and she has also had a kind of interesting past, right? Everything from being a microblader to a postpartum birth doula and many other things. Please welcome to the show our guest, Toby Spears. Welcome, Toby Spears. Hey, Toby. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. We're happy to
1: have you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks, Kristen.
0: So, I mean, this is really interesting. It's not unheard of that people are going into, you know, other countries and sort of developing things, but tell me a little bit about your background and how this even came about for you.
1: We've loved I've always loved to travel. I fell in love with traveling when I was a teenager. We did some backpacking trips through Europe and cross-country road trips through the states and Canada. Um so it was just something that was innate i think in my blood a little bit um so we've just I've loved it when i met my husband he'd never traveled outside um really much of utah so he'd spent a little bit of time in massachusetts but not a ton of traveling so it was just this funny mix i'm like come on let's go let's go and he's like let's stay let's stay so um i talked him into taking a road trip and we actually drove from utah to guatemala We spent 12 days in the car and just had a blast. So just part of that experience, we were able to stay and live there for a couple of months in Guatemala. My girls were five and nine at the time. So when we returned, I was like, oh my gosh, we need to do this every year. That's awesome.
0: And it's grown since then. So out of that, you created a nonprofit. Tell me a little bit about the creation of the nonprofit. What was sort of the idea there? And and then I'll ask you a few things about the uh, the starting of that nonprofit.
1: Yeah. For several years, we actually just did our trips, service vacations, not worrying about the nonprofit 501c3 status. Um, and then it just felt like a good move. I had a lot of like mentors reach out to me and say, there's opportunities if you're a nonprofit for bigger donations and bigger funding. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily the case in my experience, but it's been a great experience for us. We have had some super big wins because of the nonprofit status and the tax write-off availability. So maybe it has been, and I just didn't know it was that big of a deal.
0: Right. So let's talk about that because there's so many people out there with nonprofits and, you know, First and foremost, I think that there is a mindset, and I say this from one of my masterminds where someone had mentioned that they really wanted to start a nonprofit, but there was quote, no money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's a kind of almost standard mindset at go for many people, um, has, you know, and and I think that, or actually I know that when mindset drives results, if you start out with that mindset, it's kind of going to become more the same. So how did you kind of, you know, where was your mindset? How did you shift it? And what have been your results? What have you seen over the years?
1: Well, my mindset was that we were just doing service work. We were there to do good work. um, And that that was always my driving force. Right. That we were there to make a difference and to improve lives. But um, that was both in both directions, I wanted the lives changed from the volunteers who came with us and the, from the Guatemalans that we were serving. So that was like the primary mindset. Um, as far as the nonprofit is concerned, I feel like it's a mindset that everybody should be shifting, that corporations and business leaders and all of us need to be thinking that because we're it's just a tax status, It's not like an income variable, like, oh, if you work for a nonprofit, you have to make like zero money. (laughs) So, you know, it's like, I think that it's time for all of us to change that mindset that we're busting ass, we're doing good work and there's no reason why we don't get paid for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah.
0: There is definitely that mindset too, that if you take the money, you must be bad or something, right? Like that, that can pop up, right? Like that's interesting. Yeah.
1: It's always like this, um, it is a feeling like that. And it's funny because it doesn't feel like that for anyone else, for any other, you know, business owner or employee, like they wouldn't consider like going to work and not taking home a paycheck. Right. right. You know, but if you're like, oh, I'm the founder of a nonprofit. They're like, oh, so then you must just work for free because that, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just no. something, <laughs> I think it's time. Yeah. I think it's time yeah. to change that.
0: So now, you know, you had mentioned that some of your mentors had, you know, sort of encouraged you with regards to the nonprofit status, you know, in an effort to maybe find more capital. How, Mm -hmm. you know, tell me a little bit about that journey, because I think a lot of people face that. I think a lot of people who do decide to elect this, you know, tax status, which is actually all it is, um, and, you know, uh, kind of engage and hope that they're going to find money um, what is, you know, what was your, what was your path? Like what was sort of the map? How did you kind of execute it and what have been the results so far?
1: Um. Well, I'm definitely like the jump before <laughs> you figure out all the map. So I definitely leaped into this before I had it planned out perfectly. Um. But it's been a useful tool for us as far as fundraising and donations have been. Come to us. Um, a lot of in-kind donations have been received from us, Great. and larger organizations that are looking for an awesome way to keep their taxes lower mm-hmm. um, at the end of the year. So it's—I mean—for us, it's been a big win-win. I—I um, I often get this question from individuals who are like, "Oh, I want to start my own nonprofit." Like somehow, I think people feel like it might be an easy route to take. Um, and it's, I think that's very misleading. It's an enormous amount of work. Yeah. And so I often tell people like find a nonprofit that resonates with you and team up with them because there's so many like little nonprofits out there struggling to get their word out and to be heard. So I love the entrepreneurial spirit, but I'm just like, is there somebody that you can align with? That, make, that is already doing the work and that you guys can make a bigger impact together? That's always my question.
0: Yeah, and I love that because I think that translates a lot to people who jump off the cliff. They've watched a whole bunch of social media and now all of a sudden it's made them feel like jerks for having a job and they should go all be business owners. And I'm like, no. Business right. owners, entrepreneurs, A, two different things, but B, both a lot of work. So, a lot. and if you do it right, the work will pay off. If you just create a whole new job, all you did was create more work and less money. So no, <laughs>
1: like, I agree. Uh,
0: yes. Who have been some of the significant people that have influenced you to sort of pursue this sort of nonprofit route?
1: Um, I've taken, there isn't just one person because I take and glean information from everyone I have the chance to meet. So anybody and everybody, I'm like a sponge, like, what's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? Tell me about your process. So um, I, I've sat in on nonprofit classes at the university. Like, you know, I've just like, learned backwards, instead of like all these cute kids in college, like learning about it in a classroom, I'm learning about it, like in the real world. Um, but I mean, I've had enormous support from all sorts of people from Guatemalans and Americans that are just, you know, that realize where our heart is and that realize what we're doing and they want to make it an easier path for us. So um, there's just been tons and tons of awesome examples Awesome.
0: Awesome. 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 So you have gone out and you have gotten sponsorships and other funding. Tell us a little bit about that path as well. Are there any kind of give us your top two definitely do not do if you're going out for sponsorship.
1: Can you tell us some big nose? Let's think. Um, I'm not sure if I have like a do not, I truthfully, Kirsten, I am blown away by our sponsors. So we have sponsors that work at the grocery store. Like the, you know, these are just regular everyday people. These are not like hoity toity, like fancy houses kind of people. And they donate what they can. And every single month they're dedicated to our cause and they donate, you know, $19 a month because that's what they can afford. And I'm I am just blown away every month by the generosity of people and the, you know, just like that spirit of giving. So I don't know that there's a do not. I know that there, that I have had, I've had the opportunity to meet super cool people that love what I do as much as I do. And so it takes, it takes a village. So I guess the number one thing is like, build your village, build your tribe, make sure that you, you know, work. That's what I spend most of my time doing, finding people that resonate with what we do and that have a little bit of time or a little bit of energy to help us grow and be more successful.
0: Yeah. I was just on something last night where we were talking about that book. Um, what is it like a thousand true followers or something like that? Mm. Um, and so, so important because I noticed that Damon John was doing something to that effect. There's other people that are obviously sort of catching on to that. And I know people that have done um, a great deal of business and they might only have like a thousand followers, but they're screaming their yeah. praises and love what they do. That it's, it's just amazing. So yeah, what a great, what a great uh, thought there. So let's get into something a little bit more fun. Tell us a little bit about the, the Guatemalan humanitarian tours. Tell us in detail. Cause I know you have one coming up. You have one coming up what in June
1: or July? Yes, we have our July trip, July 9th through the 20th. Um, So we travel for 11 days. We're in country for 11 days. We get to do service projects every day. So it's a really great mix of service vacation and adventure travel. So we will spend the morning um, until the afternoon working in an orphanage and volunteering. We actually have our own preschool program and our own nutrition program. So we get to spend time there working with our kiddos. Those are the kiddos that we have sponsorship opportunities for. So we get to spend time there. But like the main thing that I love doing is showing off the country and showing off the cool waterfalls and lakes and rivers and the the ocean, like all the beautiful parts. And then we spend time watching women and getting to know women that are, have been a traditional back looming piece, you know, it's like a Mayan traditional piece and we get to watch them work and watch their art come to life and have traditional cooking experiences where we hire traditional Guatemalan woman to come in and cook for us and prepare a meal for us and teach us how. So um, my goal is to really connect culturally um to the people see the country explore the country and make a difference so that's our that's our main goal
0: that's awesome that's awesome so you so people are coming from around the world from around this the country and kind of landing in Guatemala with you it's a pretty small country um where do you it guys is- <laughs> yeah, where do you guys uh, end up to, like where is your location
1: we travel. So about every two to three nights, we're in a different city. Got it. So we travel like a family. Um, I have a trusted driver who's been with us for years and years. And so we are in different countries, or excuse me, different cities. We stay in Guatemala City. We stay in Chimatanango, We stay in Monte Rico Panajachel. So we do what pretty much is just a small circle. We're not in the car for more than three hours. So at a time, cause that, you know, I don't want to spend our, our whole time in the car. So we do do short trips. Um, but so we do do a little circle around. It's a teeny country, like about the size of Louisiana, <laughs> but it's full of about 18 million people. Wow. I didn't know. That. So, yeah. So there's loads of people in, in a teeny <laughs> little country.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this question is going to come up. Obviously, we have COVID globally. What's going on there in that country? And what is the process that you know of for kind of landing in July?
1: So we, so far, everything is running smoothly. They've been on lockdown. Their country was much more stringent and strict about lockdown and masks. So um, they haven't had a chance You can't leave your home without a mask on. You can't be on the sidewalk or out in a park or outside. Um, They had lockdowns like 4 p.m. You had to be in your home. Um, So they took the pandemic very seriously. Um, We have what we consider our Guatemalan son, um, and he just graduated med school in November. And he was talking about how interesting it is that we as Americans were like, oh, my gosh, our hospitals are overflowing. We don't have enough of this or enough of that. And in his opinion, you know, in his opinion, he was like, that's every day for us. Mm. Like, you know, we don't have enough beds every day in Guatemala. Like, so he didn't feel in his opinion, um, COVID hasn't changed the country dramatically. Right because their healthcare system was already over maxed and, you know, overstressed, but um, we just had family staying from Guatemala for the last month. They, all they needed was a COVID test to come in and out of the country. There was no, no problems at all. Um, Our preschool and our nutrition program is in a very remote area. And so no one in our, in our town has been affected with COVID. They locked down, like towns and villages you couldn't even go back and forth like right. from city to city and so they've kept a pretty good eye on it and tracked it very well um so I anticipate absolutely no problems we'll just be wearing un- unless the um you know the immunization is already available right which it really might be you know by May, then we'll all be immunized, and I would imagine, right, 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 right. Yeah, it feels like things are moving so rapidly. Yeah, with the Johnson and Johnson update, so I think we might already be inoculated by July and ready to ready to go. That's
0: awesome. Okay, awesome, awesome. You know what I'd love is for everybody that listens to this from the fourth floor, or other founders, or other people, to kind of reach out to Toby. You know, there's a lot of opportunity here to join her, to donate, to build upon what she's doing, you know, and and you know, me and my entrepreneurial mind, I automatically hear that you are watching these traditional loomers and what is, you know, what are they doing? How are they selling? Where are they going? How can we make money for them? Right. Especially for women. Okay. Yeah. Um, And you know and any of my fourth floor Absolutely. members i mean you guys are kick ass so and if you're not familiar toby with the fourth floor um it's the fourth floor i uh, just want to make that very clear <laughs> if you google something else it might go somewhere okay. else um <laughs> but it's the fourth floor and okay. it is uh, all women women lawyers women founders women in business women executives women coaches um and it's amazing it's an amazing place i actually just got off a series of um, what do you want to call them kind of like virtual happy hours to introduce their new online location, which has been blowing up. I love it. I'm so happy for them, but there's a lot of good information in there and a lot of good people, a lot of nonprofits are in there. So I think it's a place for you to connect with other women um, that are in your space and just random other people that you never
1: know, right? It's all about networking. You just never know. No, that's spectacular. Truthfully, Kristen, about 90% of every volunteer who's ever come with us is female. It's amazing. Yeah, so I have like this one male straggler, <laughs> you know, come on coming in and he's like super awesome and super cute. But most of my people, like most of my sponsors, 90% of my sponsors are female. 90% of my volunteers are female. Like, That's interesting. so I've had a lot of chance to spend time with, you know, these awesome girls and we focus directly in our program. We focus on education and nutrition. And again, a huge percentage of the kiddos that we're sponsoring are female. Um, um, a very vast reality is that a lot of indigenous Guatemalan girls will end their education by the third grade. Mm. Um, and that's when they're needed in the home or in the field. And so that is a huge part of what we do. It is about education. It's about allowing these kiddos to dream. We've got, um, their siblings that we're helping attend high school. We're paying for their high school fees and their books and their school supplies. And we are actually sponsoring a lot of their parents so we've got parents that have wanted to finish high school that had never had the chance or the funds to do so. And we're helping them finish high school. And we've got a group of moms that are interested in starting university. So, like, we've just got this awesome community of people and they're working together. So something really cool about the preschool is that it's run by volunteers. Wow! So all of our moms are working and volunteering six hours a day, excuse me, six hours a week. So we've got volunteers on the ground that realize what this opportunity is for them and they wouldn't miss it. So if mom is sick, she sends grandma in her place because it's a requirement that they're, that we have like community buy-in. We needed that. Right. um, As an organization before we could come in and, you know, make a big change. We needed them to be on the same page and realize that we're working together. So we've got parent education classes coming monthly. So we've got, we're able to teach them just some really cool skills. Um, We haven't had any type of COVID outbreak at our school. They're being very careful about cleanliness and hand washing and hygiene. And those are all lessons that we're really reiterating in our parent education classes. So it's been just an amazing experience. Absolutely amazing. Congratulations on that. That's
0: awesome. So Toby, tell us how we can reach you for anybody who wants to go on a trip, uh, do anything else help you talk to you. How can we best reach you?
1: We're, we're trying really hard to be everywhere. So we're on Facebook, um, Guatemalan humanitarian tours. We're on our website is ghtours.org. Um, you can find me under Toby Spears on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram we're so anyway just google Google us reach out out. we will be there we'll answer your call
0: unless you're in Australia or New Zealand or wherever they're having that fight right (laughs) google her um yeah and by the way people who are listening who are not able to read uh like on the description it's Toby T-O-B-I-E okay all right awesome Toby thank you so
1: much for for being here I appreciate your time so much thank you so much absolutely and I wish you all the best. I appreciate it. So that is it for this week.
0: Thank you for joining me. And I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If so, don't forget to rate it. If you guys have a pressing question, feel free to tweet me at CS Thrive uh, or on Instagram at Thrive Tribe 3.14159. Again, I know that's a weird one. It's just pie. So it's three. it's Thrive underscore Tribe underscore 3.14159. Um, Or of course, you can join me in Facebook at my free group, which is Thrive Tribe Global. If you just search groups and you enter in Thrive Tribe Global, you should see us there um, and you can join it for free. Uh, I answer your questions in there. But if you guys send me a question through there, I will be sure to answer it here on this podcast. And as always, if you're ever interested in advertising on the show, please contact the Believe Network at believe, B-L-E-A-V, at believe.com. Thanks so much for joining me.